Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today on the newscast with Bibi set to become Israel's prime minister once again, what comes next for Israel's relations with the United States, Russia, Lebanon, Turkey, and what about a potential showdown with the Iranian regime? Get my take next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. As I come to you around 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, November 3rd, some 95% of the vote is now counted in Israel, and it appears all but certain that Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu is back, that he will be Israel's next prime minister. His third run, remember, Bibi also served as prime minister from 1996 to 1999, and then again, from 2009 to 2021. He spent about a year and five months, the past year and five months, in the opposition, but now he has made a stunning political comeback. His Likud party has proven yet again to be the most popular party in Israel. He's forming a coalition with at least three other right-wing parties, and they will pass the 61-seat threshold needed to form a new government. Right now, it appears that Bibi's coalition will have around 64 seats in the next government. And now it gets interesting, folks, because number one, Yair Lapid, as I come to you again around 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, has yet to concede, but reportedly is preparing to concede the election and also preparing his ministers for an orderly transfer of power. So that's coming soon. Number two, The Likud party, Benjamin Netanyahu, they now start negotiations with their coalition partners. You have the Religious Zionism Party, you have the Shah's Party, and United Torah Judaism. Those three parties appear to be the partners in this Likud-led coalition. Hey, some will want a prominent position like finance minister. Some will want the defense minister post. So it will be very interesting to watch that, the wrangling there uh, as the days go on. Netanyahu reportedly would like to start as prime minister once again, restart, I should say, by the middle of November and get this new government off the ground. We've got a breakdown today here on the newscast about what this new government means on a variety of fronts. The U.S.-Israel relation uh, relationship, is there a diplomatic collision course coming between Bibi and Biden? What about Russia? What about the Abraham Accords? Will new nations be added now that Bibi is back in power. We've got a lot to discuss. Before I get into it, two very quick programming notes. Number one, our TBN special that I was proud to host, Restoring America. It's airing, folks. I've been teasing this for a few weeks now. It is airing this Monday, November 7th, on TBN, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's the night before the midterm elections here in the U.S., I was able to interview Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, and many more top voices to hear their thoughts on how we can restore America. Folks, don't miss it. Again, DeSantis, Pompeo, Abbott, and more. That's November 7th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBN. 
One last note, hey, we're about 1,000 subscribers away from reaching half a million, 500,000, hard to believe, on the Watchman YouTube channel. So if you have not subscribed, we would love if you could subscribe and come alongside us as Watchmen and Women on the Wall for such a time as this. Okay, let's break down the situation right now, the state of play, now that Bibi will all but certainly be Israel's next prime minister. I want to start with Israel-U.S. relations in the wake of this election result. The Biden administration is no fan of Bibi. This, this is no secret. Although Joe Biden says, hey, I have a great relationship with Netanyahu. We've known each other for years. Remember, Biden is a man of the political left, and the left is not too fond of Bibi, first. Secondly, Biden was vice president under Barack Obama, who had a famously tense, that's being kind perhaps, relationship with Benjamin Netanyahu. I believe that Barack Obama was not only openly hostile to Bibi, he was openly hostile to the Jewish state. And Biden was in office with Obama for eight years. He witnessed all of this. So it will be interesting to see Biden's uh, stance towards Bibi, how their relationship develops. And with a few things in mind there, folks. Number one, obviously, Biden's track record with Obama, the previous hostility there. But also, members of this new coalition serving with Bibi have... Many here in the U.S. Uh, on the left, very concerned. Itamar Ben-Gvir and Bezalel Smotrich of the Religious Zionism Party, two controversial figures for sure in Israel. Will that affect relations? And also, when you think of a diplomatic collision course, you have to think of the Iran nuclear deal. Now, mind you, the deal right now appears to be on life support. We had uh, the Biden administration's top Iran negotiator say the other day that, you know, we're not even focused on the Iran deal and reviving it right now. We're concerned with Iran's alliance with Russia in Ukraine, which we've reported on a bunch here in the newscast, and also Iran continuing to uh, butcher and maim protesters who are in the streets right now in nearly every major city in Iran. The regime is in trouble. So they're saying that. But on the other hand, folks, we've seen the Iran nuclear deal on life support before. I've compared it to a vampire or a zombie that continues to resuscitate, unfortunately. And just when you think it's dead, along come White House officials and Western diplomats, European diplomats, and they try to revive it. They try to bring the Iranian regime back to the negotiating table in really just a shameful display of appeasement on the part of the West. So the Iran nuclear deal is down right now. But folks, I'm sad to say it's not out. Don't be surprised if in a few months you hear reports that, wow, U.S. and European diplomats are once again going to meet in probably Vienna with their Iranian counterparts. And Benjamin Netanyahu, folks, if that happens, rightfully so, will be none too pleased. Remember, he spoke before a joint session of Congress here in the United States in 2015 specifically to implore the United States and the Obama administration to not sign the first version of that Iran nuclear deal. Sadly, Obama did just that. The deal was a disaster. Trump pulled out of it in 2018. But since he took office, Joe Biden has been trying desperately to revive that deal. So to be continued on the Iran deal, and that will certainly cause tension between Bibi uh, and this current administration here in the U.S. And of course, 
The Palestinian issue is a favorite of the Biden administration as well, just as it was of the Obama administration. They are not fond of the Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria, the biblical heartland, which the world knows as the West Bank. On the newscast, we like to call it Judea and Samaria because that's what the Bible calls it. Again, the ancient biblical heartland of Israel and the Jewish people. Well, uh, the left here in the U.S., and we're talking Biden administration in particular, is none too happy when Israel builds Jewish communities in those areas where Jews lived over 3,000 years ago, if you can wrap your head around that logic. And you can expect more tension on that front now that Bibi is back in office. And the Biden administration has not given up on its push for a two-state solution, folks, a Palestinian state. It's been dormant. Uh, for a while now, but expect some pressure on BB going forward. Again, diplomatic collision course, I believe, could be on the way. And speaking of collision courses, uh, Iran, Syria, what happens now that BB is in office? Now, when it comes to Syria, things didn't really change under Naftali Bennett, Yair Lapid, Israel continue to carry out airstrikes against Iranian and Hezbollah assets and weapons shipments in Syria. Bibi was the man who started all of that back in 2012, roughly, and said, look, Iranian entrenchment in Syria at our northern doorstep is a red line. We will not allow Iran to cross it. And under Bibi's watch, Israel carried out hundreds of airstrikes against Iran and Hezbollah in Syria. Again, that continued under Bennett and Lapid, and certainly Netanyahu is going to keep it going and perhaps will even intensify those strikes in Syria against Iran. Of course, if Iran continues its drive for the bomb, Bibi has been, to my mind, almost Churchillian in terms of seeing the gathering storm of a nuclear Iran. He's been talking about it for two decades now. Folks, under no scenario will Netanyahu allow Iran to acquire the bomb. You can bet on that for sure. The relationship between Israel and Russia has been steadily unraveling since the Ukraine war broke out in February. Netanyahu has had a good relationship with Putin, the Russian president, in previous years. He visited Moscow frequently to meet with Putin. Uh, Will that start back up again? I'll be watching that very closely, folks. Will we see visits once again uh, by Bibi to Moscow at a time when uh, diplomatic relations between Israel and Russia have not been more tense really since the Cold War? And that will be something to keep an eye on. We've talked about the prophetic implications, of course, of Russia turning against Israel. I think of the book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39, that coming war of Gog and Magog. So we know that day is coming where there will be a complete falling out. But in the meantime, uh, rest assured, Bibi will look to mend that relationship as well as he can. And again, Israel wants that freedom of movement in Syria to act against Iran. They're doing so under the noses of thousands of Russian troops that are there in Syria. And that's been one of the reasons Israel has tried to play kind of a middle ground between Russia and Ukraine. It will be fascinating to see what strategy Bibi employs vis-a-vis Russia. Lebanon, that maritime deal that Yair Lapid controversially signed, uh, will Bibi look to pull Israel out of that? He's come out against that deal. I don't think he would do that right away. I would think he'd give it some time to see how that deal plays out on the ground, or should I say in the water? It's a maritime deal. But that is also something that's certainly on the agenda. And then you have Turkey. You've had this a renewing of ties between Israel and Turkey in previous months uh, under Lapid, Benny Gantz, 
met with Turkish leaders as well. Erdogan, the Turkish president, has not been a fan in previous years of Benjamin Netanyahu. What will happen there? And Turkey is another player, by the way, in that Gog-Magog coalition that will eventually come against Israel, I believe. So we're watching all of this, folks. Uh, Bible times, perilous times, no doubt. Last thing, the Abraham Accords. Now, in 2020, under Netanyahu, Israel uh, forged peace agreements with four Arab nations, the UAE, Bahrain, Morocco, and Sudan. Uh, Before Bibi left office, and certainly before President Trump left office, there was talk of maybe Saudi Arabia coming into the fold, Oman, other Sunni Arab nations. Will that talk kind of reignite with Bibi back in office, who was the architect of the Abraham Accords from the Israeli side, uh, or will it be dampened because Joe Biden has really not shown much of an inclination to pursue the Abraham Accords? We shall see. What a fascinating time, folks. Again, Bible times. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for wisdom for this, what looks like, new Israeli government coming to power. And Benjamin Netanyahu, we will be watching and reporting on it and analyzing on it every single day here on the Watchman Newscast. Thanks so much for joining us. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.